You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary, presented by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez, Clary with you. It's still, although we've kind of made our transition into Husker football, Husker volleyball as well. Husker volleyball, by the way, has a big match tonight. Massive matchup in Omaha against number 17 Creighton, who just came back from Lexington, Kentucky. Suffered their first loss of the season to the 20... 19 national champions there two years go. ago 2020 to 2020 yeah 2020 national champions yeah however although it is still our football season baseball season is still going on we bring in the voice of the lincoln salt dogs michael dixon hello michael how's it going man i'm good man how are you guys doing good okay so you guys just got back from a, a pretty long road trip or have you recovered through like are you can you tell that it's the end of the season you're kind of wearing down a little bit Oh, yeah, yeah, you feel that, uh, what, probably early August. The uh, travel in our league is, is brutal, too, you know, for right. a league that stretches from Cleveland, Texas, to South Fort Worth, to Winnipeg, Manitoba, up in Canada. You know, you're on the bus for quite a while, and uh, it can be uh, a grind, to say the least. But thankfully, this last trip we had uh, was just the Sioux Falls for three games at Sioux City, just up the road for four, so... The travel was pretty easy towards the end. I think everyone's refreshed. And, uh, you know, obviously, Salt Dog's getting hot enough to make the playoffs. And mm-hmm. going 6-1 and one on that final trip, I think everyone's energetic and, and ready to go. And uh, on top of that, they make the playoffs, and uh, they have to play Kansas City in the first round. So Kansas City isn't too far away. I think everyone just kind of feels, uh, you know, re-energized and, and overall fresh uh, with the playoffs beginning tonight. Okay, we're we're joined by Michael Dixon, the voice of the Lincoln Saw Dogs. You like you said, you Saw Dogs play the Kansas City Monarchs tonight. Seven oh five is first pitch from Haymarket Park. This is there's a chance that this is the only playoff game because you guys, I believe it's it's one game at Lincoln tonight, and then you guys travel to KC this weekend, right? Yes, that's accurate. So and, uh, it just depends this time of year. You know, if if they win today, uh, then they're one win away. It's a best of three series, and and if they win this series, then the exact same thing in round two with hosting game one, going on the road for games two and three. And then you've got the championship series, which is best of five. Of course, that's down the road. But uh, it is one last chance, at the very least, to uh, check out the dogs. I know $2 tall boys, uh, $10 tickets. So it is. it's playoff baseball. It's high leverage. Kansas City's a great team. They've got a few ex-big leaguers on their roster. And, you know, the Salt Dogs have Jason Rogers, an ex-big leaguer on the roster. So this is September baseball. And, it is, uh, you know, some really talented guys, some guys who, who have been really impressive places. And um, come this time, you know, it doesn't matter where players have been in the past or, you know, where they were drafted or what the, the highest level that they reached was. You know, these guys are competitors at the end of the day. So when you slap the word uh, playoff on a game, I think it just adds to that intensity. So $10 tickets, $2 Tallboys. I know it's right in the middle of a Nebraska football game week. So, Seems like a decent way 
in my opinion, to come spend a Wednesday night. How how close were they to not making the postseason? I mean, because like you mentioned, they finished six of <laughs> their last seven. Was it was it kind of a nail biting kind of finish there? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, uh, I mean, they they went crazy at the end. They they pretty much had to go eight and one in their last nine games uh, with wow. seven of those on the road and and the two at home against you know, the hottest team in the league, the best uh, second-half team in the league in Cleveland. They, they went 8-1. and one. They went 6-1 and one on that final road trip. They lost the uh, first game of a four-game series against Sioux City on Friday. And with that, they were three games back of Sioux City with three to play, knowing that uh, if they obviously won those three, they'd finish tied. But they'd own the tiebreaker against Sioux City head-to-head. So it set up a really cool series there at the end. I know uh, – Quite a few Salt Dogs fans made the trip over the Labor Day weekend, and so they had to win the last three regular season games against the team they were chasing, which I guess is kind of nice. You're not really worried about getting help from anyone else because it's right there mm-hmm. in front of you. And and uh, they won Saturday, Sunday, and, and um, blew them out Monday afternoon on Labor Day, scored four in the first, and, and went on to win 10-1. to one. So, uh, yeah, they, they waited until the last possible second to clinch, but they did, and you know, I'm proud of him as the radio guy, uh, not necessarily in the clubhouse, but, you know, I see every single pitch that is thrown throughout the year. So I feel part of things, and, and it was it was just cool to watch him get the job done because the odds were stacked heavily against them. I think they were three games back with eight to play. So Jeez. they were uh, they were in some real trouble, and they snuck in there at the last second. We're joined by Michael Dixon, the voice of the Lincoln Salt Dogs. They have a playoff game this evening at 7.05 is the first pitch from Haymarket Park. They're going up against the Kansas City Monarchs. Uh, they are, t- All tickets are $10, and there's a special going on tonight, $2 select tall boys, um, so you're able to, to indulge in some alcoholic beverages if you if you so wish, while only spending 10 bucks per ticket. For Husker fans, there's a familiar name on the roster that got picked up a couple weeks ago, and that's Luke Roskam. What can you tell us about Luke Roskam and kind of his addition to to the Salt Dogs here recently? Well, it's funny. I, I you know I try to stay away from from managing and and uh, you know obviously the, the coaches do what they do. They're, they're professionals and, and uh, they get paid well to do it. And so um, if they ask me to do something, I'll do something. And, and they asked me in the middle of June and, and into July, just to keep an eye on MILB release list and see if there's any names that pop out. And uh, I was, I can't remember when it was, maybe late July. I think we might've been in Fargo and um, I saw Luke's name and I said, uh, I, I immediately texted Brett knowing obviously what he did in five years at Nebraska, but mm-hmm. seeing what he did in the pioneer league last year, getting a chance with the Mariners this past uh, spring and then summer. And I said, I think Luke's a guy that you should you should go after. You know, he he would add some catching depth, and and um, obviously his bat speaks for itself. And he was one of the best players in the league in the month of August. I mean, his his average right around 350. Hit I think four home runs, OPS above a thousand. That's on base plus slugging. Roskam was so good at one point. I'd hit some 12 straight RBIs in in um, eight consecutive games to end the year. He was arguably the most important factor for the Salt Dogs down the stretch because they needed that extra jolt. And he filled in a little bit behind Skyler Weber, uh, but, but Weber's still uh, the starting catcher. So uh, Roscombe's bat was good enough that they figured out a way to get him in the lineup each and every night down the stretch, whether it was uh, backing up Weber behind the plate or uh, filling in at first three, I think he DH three or four times too. So 
Yeah, Roscombe's a familiar uh, name, obviously, being a Husker for five years, all Big Ten in, in 2021, winning a couple of Big Ten championships. Um, I remember when I was at the university, uh, graduated in 2017, when I covered the baseball team for student newspaper, Roscombe was, was a, uh, a freshman that year. He was up and coming, highly recruited. So it's cool to, to see him have sort of that full circle moment. Obviously, these guys want a chance an affiliated ball and, and a chance mm-hmm. to make the big leagues like any ball player. But um, the Celtics are a great spot to land, and, and Roscoe was thrilled to find a spot in Lincoln to play. And he's one of the reasons why the Celtics ultimately are in the playoffs. Well, one last one here for you, Michael, before we let you go. We're talking to Michael Dixon, the, the voice of the Lincoln Salt Dogs. If you, I mean, we talked to you right before the season began, actually, and we asked you a couple of names to watch out for that might be a little under the radar, but also um, that, that are kind of, you know, noticeable. Now that we, you are done with the regular season and you're making your way to, to the postseason baseball, who stuck out to you the most? Who should, who should Salt Dogs fans, if they're coming to the stadium tonight, kind of be on the lookout for when they step up to the plate? Justin Bird, he's a leadoff guy, left fielder. He actually went to Mexico down there to play. Uh, they pay you really well down there. So mm-hmm. he was gone for about seven weeks. And in that seven-week window, the Salt Dogs were one of the worst teams in the league, honestly. And and it was because they just couldn't figure out how to how to put the pieces together without Justin Bird being that, uh, that rock, that foundation for the lineup. The second Bird came back in, in early August, everything changed. The Salt Dogs returned to form where they were in May and early June, and obviously Bird is just electric. You know, he makes a ton of great plays in left field. His approach at the plate is is maybe second to none in the entire league. I mean, the guy never takes an at-bat off, whether the Salt Dogs are up by 15, down by 15, or the game's on the line with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Then Bird approaches his plate appearances the exact same way. So Bird's obviously huge, but I don't think enough could be said either about Greg Bettier, man, and, and – I voted him uh, as the league's pitcher of the year. He, he went 6-6 uh, and six, a 248 ERA and 19 starts. Guy who was fantastic in the White Sox system in 2016-17 and then uh, went down with Tommy John, missed all of 19 and 20. Salt Dogs found uh, his name, gave him a chance. He talked about how thankful he was just to have a, a second opportunity. And uh, he was really good last year, one of the league's ERA leaders in and he was one of the best pitchers in the league, only to be outdone ERA-wise by the guy going for Kansas City tonight, the left-hander Matt Hall, mm-hmm. ex-big leaguer, guy who was in the big leagues uh, two years ago. He was in AAA earlier this year. Had a one one zero ERA and 14 starts for Kansas City. So nice. truly lights out. He shattered the league's ERA record. So um, Greg Minier was just a rock and a, founda- a foundation in the uh, rotation all, all year. And so... He goes in game one. The two best starters in the league are going to game one head-to-head tonight. So, many here in Hall should be awesome. Bird will be in that leadoff spot. Uh, the Salt Dogs have the pieces to make a run. Kansas City, division champion. You know, they won the division three straight years. They've won the, the championship two out of the last three years, and then they're the, the favorites again this year. So, wow. Salt Dogs are ha- will have their hands full. But plenty of storylines, and like I said, you throw all that uh, in with next big leaguers on the field, September baseball, $10 tickets, $2 tall boys. Uh, hopefully we see uh, some familiar faces at a market park this evening. Michael, how does that happen? Like you said, Justin Berg got called to Mexico. Like how does something like that happen and how much notice does the team get? I always find it fascinating on how fluid rosters at this level are. 
Yeah, very little uh, no, uh, notification, really. It just kind of depends. Um, you know, if, it, if it's a big league team, and that happens quite a bit throughout the year, uh, mm-hmm. depending on, on how a guy's performing, you know which guys are performing at a level where big league teams will look at stats and maybe watch some video and say, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's target this guy. Uh, you, you have an idea, so maybe there's a scout that'll show up or a scout who, who's in contact with a manager Sometimes it even happens like, uh, let's say, I don't know, the Mets, for instance, have a, an injury in, in high and they need a catcher or something like that, mm-hmm. and they need someone to fill in for a couple of three weeks. They'll call people they know, uh, and it can happen literally overnight. Mexico's a little different. Um, those teams operate in a different way. Obviously, they're their own thing uh, south of the border, and um, you know, baseball down there is huge, and there's a lot of Mexican national players who are really, really good players who make a really good living down there, and they have basically what they consider the big leagues down there, and they use some ex-major leaguers um, you know, from the States and guys like Justin Bird, whoever it might be, to fill out those rosters. And if you get a call from Mexico, you're performing at a really high level, uh, a lot of familiar faces down there, and, and guys who you would know easily if you went down and watched the game. There would be two or three guys in those those games that you watch playing in the big leagues. So uh, it was a really cool opportunity for Justin Bird. Sometimes it's it's based on the individual if they want to go down there, based on family and whatnot. But I'd say nine times out of ten, the pay is is mm-hmm. uh, impossible to pass up. I mean, they really do pay well down there. That's that's why there are so many guys who, who keep going back each and every year. So it is an interesting system, an interesting dynamic, and you're obviously thrilled for the player. And if you're the salt dog, you sit there and try and figure out how the heck you're going to fill the, the shoes of Justin Bird, and, and uh, his team, Oaxaca, missed the playoffs. So that's why he came back, and he's with the salt dogs now. He was with them for the stretch run and that playoff run. Okay, so I know I said I was going to let you go, but I'm, I'm having more thoughts <laughs> coming to my mind, so I apologize. But when you said just no just a couple minutes ago how the Mets will call people they know, how important is it to have a manager that has connections in the big leagues when they're managing a team like the Lincoln Salt Dogs? Well, it's huge for two reasons. One, um, it gives you the best chance to put together a competitive roster uh, from the Salt Dogs' perspective, right? So if you're connected, Joe Calfa-Pietra for Kansas City is a phenomenal example. There's a reason why, you know, they have, I think they have one guy on their roster who has not uh, pitched or played an affiliate of baseball. They've got like five or six uh, ex-big leaguers because Joe Calfa-Pietra knows the right people. Not to say Brett Jody of the Salt Dogs doesn't, but Joe Cal's network is unbelievable. We've, we've all known that over the league here in the last few years. Mm-hmm. So that helps the Monarchs put together a competitive roster because Joe Cal knows all the right guys. On the flip side, it helps recruit various players to come play because the main selling point is honestly not all that different from maybe college football or something like that where you know if Ryan Day sitting across from a, a recruit and, and trying to pitch Ohio State, what he's probably talking about is the ability to then go on to the NFL, right? So from our perspective, it's the ability to pitch to a guy, hey, you know, we've had such and such picked up, or, uh, you know, look at this guy who was on our roster last year, and, and, and your numbers in minor league baseball are comparable, and this guy got picked up by the Pirates, and now he's he's uh, on Pittsburgh's 40-man roster, or he's, you know, in, in the back end of Pittsburgh's bullpen. Stuff like that happens a lot more often than I think people realize, so it's a, it's a twofold answer. One, it's really good for the Salt Dogs or whoever because it helps you find players who are really good. 
And second, it helps recruit those guys because they want to go back to affiliated baseball. They have dreams of pitching in the big leagues. A lot of these guys can, too. And so it's a matter of finding the right fit, performing well, um, opening some eyes. And I think when, when, when it works the way it's supposed to, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship where it's really good for the player, great for the team. And if you do this correctly at the independent level, your focus should be to get guys back to uh, the affiliated level so they can have a chance to pitch in the big leagues. Tyler Matzik's a great example. Obviously, he was huge for the Braves last year, won a World Series. He was pitching in our league for the Texas Air Hogs, basically splitting uh, half the roster was guys from the United States and half the roster was the Chinese national team that had an agreement. And that's who Tyler Matzik was playing with uh, two years before he won a World Series. So it gives you an idea of, of just how fluid things can be and, and why it, it uh, is beneficial for, for these managers to be as plugged in as they are, because so many of them have really deep major league connections, and and this really isn't that far away from you know that that pipeline that is affiliated baseball. Well, just one step away. That that's that's fascinating. All right, Michael, we'll let you go. Hey, man, appreciate the time as always. Uh, we'll we'll definitely have you on down the road. Um, enjoy the postseason, and let's go Lincoln Saw Dogs, right, man? Yeah, man. Thanks again. Again, uh, ten dollars tickets tonight. Two dollars probably seven oh five first pitch time. Can't think of a better way to spend a Wednesday. Perfect. There it is, Michael Dixon. There he goes. We'll talk to him later. Michael Dixon, the play-by-play voice of the Lincoln Salt Dogs, as he just said, all tickets are ten dollars. Um, first pitch seven oh five from Haymarket Park tonight uh, as they face off against the Kansas City Monarchs in the first game of the playoffs uh, tonight. It's game one. They have an off day tomorrow as they travel to KC, and then on Friday and Saturday, they'll have Game 2 and, if necessary, Game 3, as it's only uh, a three-game series here in the first round. All right, let's take our final time out. We'll be joined by Nathan Brennan and Eric Strickland coming up next for the crossover on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.